Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Canada. This is Canada Last Week, a look at the events that transpired in Canada and around the globe from a uniquely Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Brittlestar. Chief Public Health Officer and smartest kid in every group project, Dr. Theresa Tam, said on Thursday that Canada is within reach of fully vaccinating 80% of those currently eligible against COVID-19 if momentum is kept up. However, the numbers of those who are getting vaccinated are starting to slow down. Dr. Tam, known for her zany Patch Adams wisecracking demeanor throughout the pandemic, is said to be open to any ideas that may motivate the unvaccinated, especially younger Canadians, to get the shot, including starting her own TikTok account where she hopes her sideways shuffle dance, It's Hammer Tam, will go viral. Dr. Tam went on to state that the plan hinges on the long-overdue second wave of drop-crotch harem pants. B.C. was the target of a deadly heat wave that burned towns and trees to the ground and proved fatal for many, has been deemed to have been 150 times more likely to have happened thanks to climate change, according to a group of global scientists at the World Weather Attribution Group. In an ominous warning, the group of scientists has said that this sort of extreme heat will reoccur every 5 to 10 years. Temperatures were so extreme that some sea life, such as mussels and snails, were actually cooked to death in the coastal waters, an estimated 1 billion of them. BC Premier John Horgan, whose comment that, quote, fatalities are a part of life, end quote, was met with much scorn, came under fire again after he decided to wade into the cooked sea life issue and declared seafood is a part of life. He was then told to put the little fork down and get out of the water. Though not official as yet, the expectation is that a federal election will be called any day now. The governing Liberal Party is currently enjoying a healthy lead in the polls, though the Conservative Party of Canada accused the Liberals of buying votes by doing what they could to keep Canadians alive during a global pandemic. Prime Minister Trudeau, best-looking teacher in your school but really the competition is slight, recently shaved his beard and cut his luscious locks in a further sign that an election is imminent. Whether Trudeau's beard will be running for its own seat in the next election is unknown at this time. Entities of the Catholic Church involved in the residential school system, and you know, calling them schools seems like a misnomer, were required in 2006 to raise approximately $25 million as part of a class action suit for survivors of the residential school system. Nine years after that, the church said it was only able to raise less than $4 million, and the court said, yeah, all right, that'll do. However, it's recently come to light that three religious orders of nuns in Quebec who worked in the residential school system in Saskatchewan raised over $25 million on their own by selling off various properties. That money has not gone towards the class action settlement and remains in the accounts of the nuns. No word yet on whether the nuns will be forced to donate a portion of the proceeds from their new self-help book, The Black and White Habits of Really Rich Abusive People. COVID deniers, the even dumber COVID skeptical, anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers. Their time in the spotlight is running out. Most recently, Canadian activist and apparently not Adam Sandler's character in Uncut Gems, Chris Skye, has been seen squabbling online with independent MP and guy who probably worries about his family getting sick from COVID more than the rest of us, Randy Hillier. What's to become of these activists? I've hurt my fingers doing air quotes on that. Once the pandemic is over 
and there is no need for masks, distancing, or rallies. Here to answer that question is our very own me. After months and months of our lives being altered by a global event, it's almost time to transition back to regular life. Have you been having fun attending rally after rally, denying a global event, and protesting health protocols put in place to keep you and your dim bulb friends alive? As we speed toward the end of this global event, thanks to people who understand basic science, and begin to shed, sorry, didn't mean to scare you, and begin to no longer need those health protocols that you protested, are you wondering what life-preserving thing you'll be able to protest next? Don't worry. There are still lots of things you can protest, like stop signs. The government can't tell you when to stop. People who blow their nose with a tissue. What's wrong with a nose jet onto the sidewalk? Lines on the road. My taxes pay for the whole road, thank you very much. Soap. My hands, my choice. So even though your time in the whatever the opposite of Mensa is spotlight is coming to an end, there are still lots of ways for you to show the world you just don't get it. The Calgary Stampede has been a summertime staple since 1912. The Nashville North venue at the Stampede, uh, normally a boozy sweatbox sea of drunken boot scooters, will be the first major event in Canada to require either proof of vaccination or a negative rapid COVID test to gain entry. This requirement seems to run contrary to Premier Jason Kennedy's own promise back in May that, quote, there is no mandatory vaccines and no vaccine passports in Alberta, and nor will there be, period, full stop. Here to talk about whether this is a good idea and more, thoughts about the stampede, all the way from the UK, is unrelated expert, voice actor, writer, and social media sensation, Jane Sharp. Thank you for joining us, Jane. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, I would like to start off, first of all, uh, with a, a question for you, if I could, I, and I'm glad to have your insight on this. What is the Calgary Stampede? I'm going to say cows, something to do with cows. And if it's not to do with cows, it's people. It's people running. It's lots of people running. I'm going to go with running, people running, and they have to run for some reason. <laughs> I've got in my head, you know, like in Spain where they all do the tomato thing. Are tomatoes involved? Right. Uh, I'm, they could be. There's probably tomatoes there. So tomatoes, people, bulls. Okay. Um, now, second, uh, just a follow-up question from that is, do you know where Alberta is? Yes, it is in America. <laughs> <laughs> It's in that's the really top. close. It's in, I think it's that's... in the. It's in the top part. Is this Canada? Oh God! Is this a Canadian thing? It's. It's a. Well, when I say America, I mean the top part of America that's close to Canada. So close that some may actually call it Canada. Well, this is why we had you on for this kind of insight because uh, you're you're very very close. Alberta, Alberta is known in Canada as Cosplay America. Literally everyone says that. Don't bother checking. Um, it's a beautiful province in Canada uh, with, uh, with, okay, yeah. with a, an abundance of cowboy boots and hats. And my question to you is when people wear masks in Alberta from the pandemic, when they had to wear masks and such. Um, so when people in Alberta with their cowboy boots and hats wore masks, uh, did it look like a train robber convention? <laughs> I can imagine it probably did. It's just I'm really still I'm, I'm happy that I... Oh, no, no, I got it wrong, didn't I? I was still thinking that I got it right. No, it's because it's not. It's in Canada. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it will have done. It will have 
like a train rubber and, convention. And do you think do you think that uh, horses should be vaccinated as well, or perhaps wear masks? I don't see why not. I mean, they'd have to obviously be bigger than than the ones that we wear. Mm-hmm. Sure, like horse, you'd horse probably size need a custom sized. Ooh, like you know those cotton tote bags. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those that you kind of just a nice cotton tote bag that you can put over your shoulder? They would fit really perfect over a horse's nose. Don't do that though. Like if you're not trained in horses, in fact, even if you are trained in horses, don't put bags over horses' noses. It's probably not a good idea. No, especially if it's a plastic bag. You wouldn't want to do that. You I was going to say you could cut holes in it for its nose, but that would defeat the point of a mask. Exactly. Uh, and this actually leads me to my next question. Even though some people feel the stampede promotes cruelty to animals and 102 animals have died of the stampede since 1986, none have died from COVID. Isn't that proof that vaccines for horses aren't necessary? I think you're absolutely spot on. So can I just get this right? No bulls are involved. This is horses. This is a horse stampede. There, I... there, there's, some, there's, some, there's some bulls. Oh, so, okay, so I wasn't a million miles off with this. No, no you're I very, don't... very close. I, d- I don't think we need to vaccinate the horses. Okay. Uh, I've got about uh, 20 seconds left. If you were to create a mixed drink for the Calgary Stampede this year, what would it be called and what would be in it? <laughs> the Galloping Canadian. <laughs> and it would be... <laughs> it would be Red Bull. Do you have Red Bull over there? We do, At the yeah. energy drink. Yeah, but it's Red got an Bull, extra you because, you know. Jane Sharp, a voice actor, writer, social media sensation, and unrelated expert, thank you very much for your time. I'm, I'm really sorry, and thank you. <laughs> Vaccine Hunters Canada has been a lifeline for many Canadians searching for vaccines. Now that vaccines are flowing and the country is reopening, there is a new cry for help online from Canadians. Of course, like most of us, we were pretty excited when we heard they were finally here. There were some concerns that there wouldn't be enough. But thankfully, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Could the rollout have been better? Well, yeah. You can book a time at some places, and others are just walk-ins. It's a bit confusing. Should the provincial and federal governments have taken a bigger role? I mean, that would have been nice, but it would have been kind of weird. It's not really their job. That's why I'm thankful for this amazing Twitter account, Patio Hunters Canada. They'll tell you where there's a table open on a patio near you. It's nice just to have some help navigating this very weird time. I just want to do what's best for my family and my community by sinking a few cold ones on a makeshift boardwalk in the middle of a busy street. Thanks, Patio Hunters Canada. Oh, oh honey. There's a table open on Ontario Street. No postal code restrictions. I I gotta go. I know it's raining. I do not care. And that was Canada Last Week on Canada Last Week. I'm your host, Brittlestar. Please join us again by subscribing and telling all your friends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Canada.